Ever had one of those days where you're just, I mean, you're fuming. I mean, it's like you're on a tear, people are out to get you, and it just seems like you're about ready to go kamikaze on somebody. By the way, this is Dan Welchman, and you're listening to the Edgy Conversations podcast. As I tell you, every episode, like, come on, what are we talking about? Radical help for people who want it. So if you're here for radical help for people who want it, then hell yeah, baby, let's jump in. So I, I got to tell you a couple funny stories, and they're all going to come together. <laughs> right at the one inch line when it's time to sign off, they're going to, they're all going to come together. But so I live in a, um, uh, 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 oh, wow. Can I, can I stop stammering? I live in a, a subdivision of like custom built homes and, and every home's a little different. And, um, if you've, uh, seen, follow me on Facebook or Instagram or something like that, then you've seen pictures of my, my house and my neighbor's houses. And they're not, um, they're not mansions, but, uh, they're certainly, um, nice, very nice. And I actually, uh, I bought my house from a gentleman who loved the house, but he was, he had another house in Kentucky that was the exact same. So the guy was so maniacal about the house that he built two houses that were exact same, one in Kentucky where he had a big horse farm and then this house. He wanted to leave and um, he, uh, my, my agent was able to get the house at a like fantastic offer. In fact, um, our neighbors thought that we were one of those people on TV that flip homes. And I was like, oh my gosh, you have no idea about how busy I am. Um, that is not what I'm up to at all. But that's a side story, which you don't really care about, but just some extra color for the story. So uh, there are maybe uh, 12 other homes in this division and all are on, you know, three quarters of an acre, acre lots. Um, so homes of good size, uh, with some distance from your neighbors. Um, I have 10 acres, um, in all horses, uh, right directly behind my house. If I don't look out the front of my house, then, then I, I wouldn't see anybody because it's just horses back there and, um, and green grass. And whenever the, the, the grass gets cut, it's, uh, beautiful. So, the last person moved in to a custom built home uh, a few months ago. And I'm going about my business like usual, which means I'm ignoring all my neighbors. I love all of you. And hopefully none of you are listening to this podcast, but if you are know that I love all of you, but around, uh, it was a couple nights ago. I wake up and if you've ever been up in the middle of the night, then, you know, no good thing happens at two or three o'clock in the morning, unless you've been going at it from the night before, not to be too dirty, but you know what I mean, unless more fun times are happening, like you just getting up and starting something at two or three in the morning. I'm sorry. Maybe this shows how old I am. Like nothing good happens. Well, my wife's up. Uh, no, don't worry. This story isn't going down that direction. My wife's up, Sarah. And she was like, you know, did you see this email? <laughs> and of course, my natural reaction is like, no, what email? And there's a neighborhood uh, email from someone in the neighborhood, which is about 17 paragraphs long. Now, look, 
you already know what type of email this is by me telling you it's 17 paragraphs long. When was the last time or whenever have you received an awesome email that was 17 paragraphs long? Can you tell me, like, I know you're working out right now or doing something other, driving to office or doing something ridiculously awesome, but can you tell me already what this email is going to be like? I mean, can you list in your mind some attributes? You know it's going to be what? passive aggressive. Yep. 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 You're right. Ding, ding, ding. You win points. What else is this email going to be? It's going to try to be funny, but like come off as like clunky and awkward. Yeah. 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 That too. It's going to have something in there that like makes you feel sorry for me. Yeah. You live in a rich neighborhood, right? How are we going to feel sorry for you? Come on. Uh, what else? I mean, you know, it's one of these emails where there, someone's trying to explain something that doesn't need to be explained and is best like not even said because it's going to come off awkward and stupid. Anyways, back to the 2 a.m. Did you read the email? Of course I didn't read the email, but now I've got to read the email. So I go read the email and I wish I wouldn't have read the email. (laughs) Have you had one of those emails? You're like, oh man. Yeah, I could have done without reading that email. Essentially, someone in our neighborhood was wanting to put some cosmetic changes brand new to uh, the outside of their house. And it had something to do along with solar panels or something like this. Uh, and um, one of the other neighbors saw something going on and petitioned some other neighbors. I wasn't petitioned. My opinion was not asked for, maybe because I'm by far the youngest person in, in the subdivision. But... Um, so that shows you how much value I have to the neighborhood when 0.0 calls or emails or text messages were sent my way saying, Mr. Walshmid, uh, as a valuable member of this community, what do you think? So none of that would happen. Uh, you know, life's great way of putting you in your place and humbling you, showing you how incredibly worthwhile you're not. Uh, um, anyways, yeah, this person wanted to do some, make some changes and basically four or five, enough of the, let's say at least six, I guess, because if there's 13 people, what, six or seven banded together, we're like, no, you can't do that. And look, I don't know, I don't, I'm not really up in people's business, but if you're going to put something in your backyard, that's huge, a solar farm, hmm, I'm not trying to be a dick, but I got to think about that, right? I don't know. I don't know. But I used to be a guy who was like, yeah, who cares? Just do whatever you're doing. Leave me alone. Now I'm kind of like, mm, but maybe we don't want that. Maybe we don't want this. So I can, I can see both sides. I can see both sides. Well, the story, by the way, gets funny, really funny. So this person's writing this email and they're being like, hey, uh, somewhat, uh, dep- what do you call it? Self, self-deprecating? Like my wife doesn't want me to send this, but I'm doing it anyways. And if you come over, we'll drink a beer, but you know, don't talk about my back because then I won't buy you a beer. But if you do come over, we'll talk. And I mean, guys, you know, you've, you've probably received an email like this from someone you work with or someone at your church who's asking for you to, uh, donate your time or money, right? You know, so, somewhere, but I'm not blaming church, but I don't know why I said that, but you, you know what I mean? Some, someone sometime has sent you an email like this, nine, 900 words, 17 paragraphs. So I didn't reply to the email, but my wife, being the awesome person she is, she was just like, 
I didn't know that we had a, a homeowners association that made rules, but thanks for letting us know. And we've only been in this house for a couple of years, like two or three years. So I, again, we literally do not pay attention to that. It, it, most people in the neighborhood are quite a bit older than we are. And so it just, it, I don't know, I guess it never came up. And I, I basically renovated the house, even though it was brand new, because I wanted a couple things differently uh, on the outside and on the inside. So I had lots of contractors at the house and maybe because they were all working inside or behind the house, no one really noticed or said anything to me. Or maybe they were just cool people and people didn't make a fuss. Um, anyways, I don't know. No one said anything. No one had problems. But this guy got a petition and... Um, he was basically trying to say, why did everyone shoot my idea down? And of course, Sarah said, we don't even know about your idea. And we didn't shoot your idea down because we don't even know what what you're doing. And by the way, hi, I've not even met you. <laughs> by the way, if you know Sarah, you know how restrained that is. Because she's the type of person who could have just said, you know, go F yourself and done it with a smile and just destroyed somebody, you know, very quickly. But she was awesome. She said it cool, you know, and, and, and anyways... Uh, stayed out of it. Well, come to find out, uh, that email replied back and then he replied back and then another reply and another reply. And then someone else in the neighborhood sent around an email to a few of us saying, by the way, here's the behind the scenes you don't know that happened and gave another side of the story. Okay. Can I, fl can I fast forward? Can I get to the conclusion? Later today. So this has been four days now. That gentleman sent around an email saying, uh, I apologize. Apparently, I didn't have the full story. And um, so in my previous email, I thought everyone hated me. And I guess they don't hate me. And uh, dot, dot, dot. Okay. Now I'm looking at this email going, I could have told you that was coming. I mean, any of these mass emails written at two o'clock in the morning, you don't send them. You may write them, but you just don't send them. You just don't do that. Because you almost are certain that it's going to blow up in your face. Now, I'm thinking I'm so smart. Like, I'm Dan Walshman. I got a podcast, baby, you know? And I almost did that myself. I'm working on some, some deals, some opportunities, some partners with some amazing people. And one of these amazing people I have been dying to talk to. Like, I've done a couple conference calls. I've done some strategy discussions with, like, two or three of us on a call, but not one-on-one. -on -one. And I got to tell you, I have placed, like, two or three phone calls in about eight, seven or eight days. Now, I don't know how you feel. Like, I don't want to be stalkerish. Plus, I'm busy, so I get distracted. <laughs> but I don't want to be stalkerish. But at the same time, I really want to have a conversation. Um, and like this person, every time we talk is like, you know, I can't wait to, you know, next call. This is great. I'm so excited. But not returning any of my calls. Not, not returning my voicemails. Nothing. I'm thinking, this is bananas. This is banana. This is absolute bonkers. So today, I'm going through my list of things, and and you know, like there's some days you're busier than others, and today was a day where I was uber busy. Got in this morning, um, had staff meeting, you know, kicking off priorities, you know, talking about marketing, talking about sales, talking about development of new projects, and all that. And I'm like, I gotta hit my my deal funnel, my partnership funnel. I go going down a list. I see this dude. I'm like, oh yeah, I want to talk to this dude. Place a phone call, nothing. And I am just sitting here in my chair, giving myself a big WTF. Like what is going on? I'm about ready to light this dude up with an email. I mean, light him up. 
Now, luckily, I did something less ridiculous. I, I placed a voicemail, and then I went right to a text message and said, Hey, dude, um, Dan here. Uh, and in about 45 seconds later, I got a reply from text message. Oh, I'm busy. I'm doing this thing over here. You can meet me there. Went and hung out with that person at that at their online digital event, came back later and made it. Then after it was done, I placed a phone call and the person picked their phone up on like the third ring and said, hey, hi, Dan, been dying to talk to you. Let's talk. And apparently my phone number, since it's 202, uh, seemed like one of those telemarketer you get from people in DC calling you for money. And I was about ready to blow something up when all I had to do was like chill for a moment and put myself in someone else's perspective. Okay. I told you it's been 12 and a half minutes. Didn't I warn you? It was going to take a long time to come to the conclusion, but it's simple. It's this, it's the power of communication. It's the power of not judging a situation. Look, I said in DC, I'll sell to my team. I teach it. I put it in my book. It's always what it's not. It's always what it's not. I mean, in our minds, we get wound up because someone avoided us, we think. Or someone didn't take our call, we think. Or they looked the other way when we were coming at them in church, we think. They are plotting against us to get the promotion that we want, we think. They're trying to use us to get information so that they can buy from our competitor, we think. Right? We've got all of these cockamamie excuses, reasons, explanations, worst-case scenarios that we're like, subplotting, right? And trying to machinate and all this stuff when most of the time it's just about communication. It's just about catching that person where they are because they're busy, they're human, and they've got the same humanness that you do and the same obligations and the same needs and the same obstacles and the same craziness that drives you bananas. It's the same thing that makes them grow crazy too. You know, and this is real. This is real. Now, for my neighbor who just moved into the neighborhood, boy, what a what a rough start. Think about it. You just, you built, you bought a beautiful home, an expensive home in a rich neighborhood, and then you blew up your relationship with everybody around you because you misinterpreted something accidentally. And by the way, before I pick on him, let me just say this. I was about ready to do the exact same thing. And by the way, I've done it dozens of times before today. So my challenge to you is this. Sometimes it's not the right thing to write that email that lights people up. Sometimes it's just not necessary to push your agenda forward. Most of the time, it's about being empathetic. And what does that mean? Imagining what the other person is going through. Imagining how busy they are. Imagining, imagining how distracted they are. Not imagining that they're out to get you, out to hurt you, out to steal from you, out to make your life miserable. Most of the time, they're not. It's rare that someone really has that emotional power, time, and attention to try to undo you. Most of the time, they're just trying to keep the pieces of their life together. So think about that the next time. Think about the next time you feel like there's an agenda, there's people out to get you, that, you know, life is unfair. Maybe, 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 just maybe, maybe, it's none of that. And just people are busy. And right now, you're not the top priority. Save you a lot of relationships. Save you a lot of time. Save you a lot of agony. 
You'll still worry. You'll still fret. You'll still get worked up over nothing. But you won't have wasted a relationship by blowing up or burning a bridge, blowing up something that could be something amazing. I learned this the hard way, passing it along to you. Maybe it'll be a, a, a lesson that will help you from destroying something the hard way as well. As always, this is Dan Walshman. I hope you'll join me for the next podcast. I'm not exactly sure what's on the schedule right now. It's back in my office, but I'm sure it's going to be an awesome topic. And I can't wait to come back to you and share another nugget of radical help for people who want. In the meanwhile, stay edgy, be awesome. <laughs>